Hello, welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt Outkick Their Coverage. Super Bowl 54 is in the books. As Super Bowls go, it was a pretty good one. Uh, we're heading into the wilderness of the off-season. Uh, I'm sat here with my uh, my handsome co-host, Eddie. Ready to go, Eddie, you alright, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I 100% agree with you that we're one of the best Super Bowls I've watched. Drama to the last. Great offence, great defence in different parts of the game. Couldn't really have asked for more. And chicken wings, too. So Yeah, them chicken wings are pretty good. Well, one of the lads said he could never eat chicken wings and fries again after that. Why? He said, it's one of my favourite meals. I got over face by it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, wow. But yeah, quite simple. But like you said, I mean, drama to the very end. Uh, yeah, what, 10, 10 points down with what, six minutes to go, was it? Yeah, I think it was six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. And they were uh, 20 to 10 down. Not really got up going. Best offensive league, only got 10 points. And then you could see... D-line was starting to tie a couple of issues in coverage and Chiefs just started rolling it well. I mean, obviously we wanted Chiefs to win. Yeah. We said Chiefs would win. Um, and just see Patrick Mahomes get Monkey off his back in year three, second proper season. I think, bold statement, but not that bold. Potentially going to be greatest quarterback of all time. Got all the potential to become a legend in sport if he's injury-free. Could win more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. Probably not, but could do. Yeah. Ability wise, he's on power with anyone at the minute, just with what he can do. He's got more mobility. Um, I think you look at him now compared to what he was coming out of college and it's like who would have thought that that would transfer so well? You know, those that weapon in what he was using in college because it doesn't normally work. But he's landed with Andy Reid, who has obviously created a monster with him. And he just I mean, it's like say you when when he were drafted, like we had a discussion the other day, and I'm gonna bring it up live on the podcast. <laughs> that there were a discussion the other day about, you know, some, some comments that were made about when he were drafted, like they couldn't understand why yeah. he was drafted so high, in, or whether they moved in from they moved up from Dinny for to yeah. Pick. In 2017, they went moved up to pick ten, to take him in first round, and they, like you say, people were confused as to why they'd done that, and it was because they had Alex Smith. Um, you know, pretty much pro ball defense, d- decent offense, um, and Patrick Mahomes was seen as someone who had you know a cannon for an arm. He could move a bit, but his footwork wasn't good enough. And this is what was stated. And now in hindsight, everybody's laughing. Oh, that's such a poor take. But that, at that time, that was hundred percent spot on. Yeah. yeah, thought the thought of it was the right. His footwork was poor, and then he has preseason. For the twenty, you know, the the twenty seventy season or twenty eighteen season or whatever, he has the full season apart from the last game where he works on his footwork. And even in that game, you see he has a really good game, but there's points where he's slightly underthrows, slightly overthrows, and basically that's just down to his footwork not being perfect. And he gets the next full off season. But what the team do? They sign Sammy Watkins, tremendous offensive weapon. Yeah. At the time, they're three months without the running game started. Tyreek Hill, a fifth round draft pick in 2016. He's obviously turned into one of the best receivers in the league. He started off as a running back. Yeah. And then they've got Charles Kelsey. The O line's been shored up. It's really good. One of the better ones in the league. And then defensively, they've drafted enough pieces to give them the chance to you know, get turnovers. They're never going to be a dominant defence in the respect that they're going to win with defence. No. They're just going to be good enough to turn the ball over. And the defence there before was a defence that could stop you. And obviously, a lot of those players left. Or you know, faded out, yeah. And the team's replenished everywhere it needs to by using the extra draft capital what they got when they traded away Alex Smith, yeah. And also, I mean, like, yeah, you said about them being a turnover defense, but I think they're also a get off the field quick defense as well, which is also which is as good as having that, that you know, a yeah, ball, yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. If yeah. they're ever going to concede, or they're going to they're going to turn three, three out you or six and out you, yeah. yeah. So they can make the opposition defense tired by keeping them off field. Marcus is obviously not running ball all the time, and it's a very smart way to play football at times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just want to bring that up. The actual game itself, what I noticed was the battle at the line of scrimmage. It was pr- it wasn't even the Forty ers were getting the better early on. Yeah. But if you notice, like Eric Fisher had a really good game. You know, he didn't get much pressure. They, t- they tended to get a lot more pressure coming out of the other side. Yeah. Nick Fitch- Bosa had a tremendous game. He's an arsehole, but he had a tremendous <laughs> game. And, you know, the, the rest of the D-line were just doing the best to force that pressure. But it was a run game that they started implementing. They weren't expecting it. And when that started clicking, 
it started to cause a lot of issues for him because that defense just wants to that D line just wants to pin its ears back and change quarterback. Back, yeah. And obviously that wasn't possible because Chiefs were like, well, we're just going to run ball. We're your lane is run ball. We're going to run ball. Yeah. And then basically give him a dose of their own medicine, yeah. isn't it? So when they did do any kind of play action, the defense were like, oh, they're going to run it. We'll maybe slow down. You know the the onslaught. Yeah. Which led to there being opportunities for one on ones or you know, Sammy Watkins, Terry Kill to get these chances to move off or you know Travis Kelsey to pick ball up in middle, which I don't think he did very often. No. I think linebackers thought, um, you know, for the Forty Nineers, really good. They kept the and like I say, those big passes completely changed the game, and you could see then they were really tired because it was get ball score three and out, get ball score three and out, and then get ball score three and out, no, yeah. and that was that. That was the game. Yeah. And let's, it's not how I started going. I thought Chiefs were going to get up early and then by doing so, force Garoppolo to Throw make it. mistakes. Yeah. Which should happen in the fourth quarter. To be fair, both quarterbacks made plenty of mistakes, didn't they? I thought Garoppolo played a better game up until fourth quarter. Yeah. And then, like, opposite for maybe for Mahomes, you know, the first three quarters weren't his best. And the fourth quarter was, his, you know, was, 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 was premium Mahomes, wasn't it? Yeah. And I mean, one, one thing, like I've, I've just said, I thought, that the game were going to be the Chiefs were going to get in front and that 49 was going to be forced to throw up ball more and that were going to be the detriment and that actually happened yeah. just in fourth quarter like yeah. I said yeah. I expected it early on and that's what Chiefs wanted to do they got ball first that's what they wanted to do well, to have the ball first and then have the opportunity to you know take the game to them yeah and they never, gave, never came around that way but I, like I said the, the Chiefs run it well with Damien Williams yeah um, a lot of people well, maybe like, he only got 100 yard rushing game when he got 38 yards at the end of the game but before that he were playing really well. There were sixty yards he got were important yards that that, that, that kept that kept on the field. They kept on the field. kept that defensive line out of uh, Patrick Mahomes' grill. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of people can't win, can you? Sometimes no. I thought they should have done more jet sweeps and stuff with Tyree Kill. I didn't see a lot of that happening, but no. obviously they don't want to risk not having the opportunity to game deep. But that's what the defining stopped doing jet sweeps and stuff, and that's what ended up leading to the point that Webb seems to stop moving the ball. I honestly don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's you know the whole the whole of the blame, but in that fourth quarter there were a few passes that made you think, well, if you were Kirk Cousins, you might have made that pass. <laughs> <laughs> he would have made them deep balls. He would have done. Yeah. Um, but now, like you say, it's disappointing for 49ers Great season for them. They'll be good again next year. A lot of people saying they ain't got a chance of, you know, doing well again next year. That division's getting more difficult. There's going to be three teams that are going to be a pain in the ass for them next year, which is true. That's a strong division. East a strong division, but we're not going into that yet. Uh, no. And Chiefs so again, their division is getting stronger. The league so, is getting yes. stronger. Every division seems to be getting stronger, apart from us. So it's going to be interesting to see who's the uh, the Chargers quarterback next season because they've officially released Rivers, and he's going to get free. Yeah, I'm waiting for the call, but I ain't here yet. <laughs> I thought we're going to draft one of the guys we looked at tonight. I think. I think a lot of them think they like Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, but the I honestly think you've got to play Tyro Taylor for a full season and a half. Do what yeah. the Browns didn't do. Give him the full season. Let him learn the offense. Let him get comfortable in it. Maybe play him in the last couple of games. They know what to play for. But what they've got to remember is the rest of that squad also needs to be, you know, compensated the correctly. You know, they need to be going look right. We want to keep you here. We're going to pay you this, which is what they can do without Philip Rivers. So these opportunities will arise. I honestly don't know who's worth taking for him, but you know, we'll see. No, I think the, the good thing is is Tyrell on his last. Yeah, the contract with the Jags next season potentially. Yeah, but you can you could probably sign him on cheap, I suppose. But he's he's a stopgap. He's a backup and a stopgap. That's basically what Tyler Taylor's going to be now. Yeah, well, he's had, he's had a full season in their in their in their system. Oh yeah, it'll be fine year. for next year. So gonna, but I mean the backup. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like he's the backup, but when you get your, your young quarterback, he'll play most of your season, and then you can bring your rookie in depending on where you're at in the season if you get because yeah. they could get to the playoffs with even with Tyrod. Yeah. But obviously, it's, just well, it's, it's a prove it year for him, isn't it? If he, yeah. you know, he could end up. If they want to go, if the, if the Chargers want to go in a different direction with a new, with a, with a quarterback, of the draft next, uh, in the next, in the upcoming draft, that's fine. If he has a brilliant season, he can end up getting a starting job somewhere else, exactly. which is you know, just common sense. But, um, I mean, it's it's like what you, what you think, self. What would I do if I were the GM <laughs> of the, the, the uh, LA Chargers? And we can go into that maybe next week. Yeah. We'll charges next week, I think. Yeah. Or we could just go into some other teams yeah. right now. Yeah. The one thing, I will, the one thing I will say about the uh, just to finish things off with the with the Super Bowl, a couple of things. Uh, I don't think Mahomes should have been the MVP himself. No, I understand where you're coming from, but I think a lot of people say, yeah, but basically he's MVP of the uh, of the playoffs. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not what that award is. Yeah. So, 
Fuck off. No, I mean, for me, it could have been Damien Williams again. Could have got the... Could have got it. Um, Chris Jones could have got it. Tyra Matthew could have got it. Yeah. Just, yeah. I got a bit of pushback on, online about that, but I told him to go away, so it's fine. Uh, and the other thing was the uh, the, the highlight for me uh, was the Super Bowl parade when the Mahomes <laughs> threw that pass in the crowd and that guy ran into the back in me. Oh, the guy with his ass out who fell out of the tree. That was quite yeah. good as well. He's made, that guy who uh, ran into the back in me has got, he's become quite a sensation, hasn't he? He's been he on is. quite a few shows. It's uh, a fair play to him for getting concussion. Um, that was how Emmanuel Sanders felt when that ball went flying over his head. <laughs> no, I don't think he was that disappointed. <laughs> or drunk. Well... <laughs> I felt like it after. <laughs> right, so uh, as, as Eddie may have alluded to a moment ago, we are going to, um, a new segment we're going to do for the off-season, just to try and give us some content for you guys to listen to. I'm going to put ourselves in the in positions of the, the general managers of different teams and um, what we would do for those teams in the upcoming off-season, cutting players, re-signing players and then the draft. Just to point out as well, this is what we would do and what we would like to do. And we're using a system, it's an online um an online site that you can use yourself called Fanspeak and we use it the Ultimate GM and basically it gives you the opportunity to do to re-sign players, to restructure players, to tag players, to cut players and then to go into free agency, look at players you'd like to sign, what you'd like to offer them and then that leads you into your draft. You can't trade from other teams, like players from other teams, you can't you know do stuff after the draft, it's basically lead up to the draft, what you're doing with your current squad your trades, if you want to, not your trades, your free agency, if you want to pick anybody up, and then your draft to basically fill your needs. And that's basically what we've, we've looked at uh, squads for two different teams this week. You can probably guess one of them. Um, and <laughs> done what we would do. And if any of you do want to suggest uh, teams for us to do, because we're probably going to do two at most on an episode, uh, we discovered today that it's a lot longer than we expected it to be, but we will get better at it, obviously, because it's the first time that we've done it. Yeah. But um, we are putting a fair bit of thought into things and we're going to give reasons why we've done certain things. Uh, but yeah, we'll give you a rundown of what we've done, why we've done it, who we've taken and why we've took took these certain people. Yep. Okay, the first team that was pulled out of the hat today uh, for this uh, this episode was the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We thought it was a juicy uh, one to get our tape into because they've got a... Well, it's it's um, Big Red's second season, isn't it? It is, yeah. Bruce Arians' second season. Last season, I thought they showed some massive flashes. I thought defence played pretty well. I thought against the run, they were best in league. The secondary were questionable, which is it has been for a couple of seasons. But um, I thought James Winston, by all accounts, you know, with his interceptions, were he 30 and 30? 30 something and 30 by end, wasn't he? Yeah, and they're going 30 to translate interceptions by end of season. And that's a bit. It's embarrassing in respect of you've thrown that many interceptions. But also, the sheer amount of yards he threw for and the lack of run game that they had, really. Um, I think he did pretty well, you know, considering. And I think with another season, it might be able to come down to 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know it sounds yeah. silly, but no, 15 interceptions is, is, a, is a big drop-off and it obviously helped the team push on, which is probably going to allude to you what we did do. It was Matt's idea to do it, so I was like, right, Matt, what do you think we should do? And he said, just franchise tag... Uh, James Winston so you get that one extra year out of him he gets decent money you can look at him over that year and if there's no improvement you can cut him if there is improvement um, it's up to him if he stays or good you can tag him again or you can go look we're going to offer you this nice contract to stay with us and move on from there yeah, I thought tagging was the way forward with him because uh, his second season under, under Bruce Arians could have been phenomenal, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. You watch him play, though. I mean, he picked up a couple of injuries in the back end of the season, which I do think led to it. And this might sound a bit of an exaggeration, but about 10 of his interceptions in the last few games, because well, I think it's because he had injuries. And, and although 30 odd to 20 is still not great, it's better than 30 for 30. And sometimes they've got they have nothing to play for as well. Yeah. Some of them games, he's coming from behind, he's got a throat ball a lot of times. Do you know what I mean? It's not all his fault. But then there's a lot of games where early on he's through an interception while he's just getting into the game. But as long as you're trying which helmet he's throwing to, he's not he's too bad, it, yeah. is he? Um, so we went into the the post-season, which is obviously where you look at your squad, you see what you've got, see what you're keeping, see what you're uh, getting rid of. And when it came to cutting players, we were quite ruthless straight away. And we picked four players uh, who we've never heard of. And basically, it saved about two million in cap. Ryan Griffin, no one really knows all about him, quarterback, backup quarterback. 
we weren't trying to move forward into future. The backup quarterback, you want someone either who can come in and manage a game. You've seen him do it time and time again, um, and you just want someone who's you know capable of just playing for that small stretch of time while someone gets healthy. You're not wanting someone who's going to come in and blow doors off. No. So we got rid of Ryan Griffin, and although he wouldn't blow doors off, I don't think you could have got wins with him. And that's exactly what you want: someone who can get you wins. But he's not going to be the reason for the wins. He's just not going to make you lose. Go into TJ Logan at running back because we've already got Ronald Jones and uh, Barber. We did re-sign Peyton Barber, so we've got both of them, and we got him really cheap, which is why we did Peyton Barber. And basically, my thoughts and Matt's thoughts on that were: Why do we need TJ Logan? He's never really done anything. We're going into a draft. You know, there could be some in mid rounds who is available, hopefully for us. So what we're going to do is we'll draft. A running back because the two we've already got are basically not every down back so not type of backs you can put your money on I personally don't think they tried to run ball a lot last season with Peyton Barber and they had flashes Ronald Jones had flashes but neither of them looked to me like they can be that number one back no but that's someone who can come in change pace both got skills you know different skills but they need just something a little bit more so I know that the next thing that we did so do you want to run about run down what we yeah well we we re-signed, we, re- we re- re-signed a few of the guys. We got re-signed uh, Bo Allen on the D-line. We, re-signed, we re-signed Peyton Barber on a, a, a new contract for a running back. We re-signed Rashad Perryman on a wide receiver. We re-signed uh, Demar, Do- uh, Demar? Demar Dotson. Demar Dotson, yeah, yeah well, uh, offensive tackle. Uh, offensive guard Caleb Binnacock and then offensive guard Evan Smith all got re-signed. Oh, that's Edge Rusher, sorry, all got re-signed. Um, oh, Evan Smith is guard. We've got Carl Nassim Edge. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, we we signed all those guys. Just uh, we thought that was a decent depth for both offensive and def- defensive line. It gives um, with Bashir Perryman gives you that extra wide receiver we got on top of uh, Goodwin and Mike Evans. So you got three really good receivers there. Um, to be fair, when we have re-signed this, three pieces of their starting offensive line um, would have been gone. Yeah, without these players being re-signed, obviously Peyton Barber. Just because we need to make sure we've got depth running back, obviously had a decent season. Paid him just above minimum. Bo Allen, depth at defensive tackle, because there's not a great deal of depth at defensive tackle now. We do have Vaya Vea, who's already there, so he's basically a starter. You just need someone to play at side of him. So if worst comes to worst, we've got Bo Allen there. But like you said about Bashar Perriman, absolutely fantastic deep threat. Played fantastically well with James Winston last season. And then we went into free agency, and Matt will... Uh, do you want to give a rundown of who and why for first player and I'll do a second player yeah we, we, we managed to, to snare Logan Ryan from the uh, well we would have a free agent but the Tennessee Titans cornerback uh, had an amazing season for them last season uh, what did we pay for was 8 million was it for him 8 million season uh, I shall have a quick gander it would um, it were pretty cheap it considering yeah. I mean uh, what you pay so yeah, 6.75 six, 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 but obviously that's guaranteed money it doesn't go into it it doesn't goes into your uh your, your cap yeah. basically it was like 9 million I think it was but obviously that's with incentives we thought the team was very strong at safety but not particularly strong at cornerback he's going to come in and he's going to lead that secondary could, he's going to lead yeah. a few secondary isn't he basically yeah basically he's going to be your number one and then obviously going into draft you know you don't need to go corner. cornerback yeah, yeah. Uh, the next player what a player who I, um, I like I mentioned earlier on about your backup quarterback you need someone who can play a few games for you they're not going to lose your game they might not be able to win you it. Colt McCoy, he used to play for Washington Redskins. He is a bit injury prone himself, but I think when he gets healthy again, he's still young enough to, you know, he'll learn your system quite fast. He's been playing a long time. It was tremendous in college. And I just think he's the type of guy who you can get in and he'll do just enough. He's not going to try and take the job of James Winston. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to try and take James Winston's job. He's just going to come in and do what's asked to him and it's also going to put on. less pressure on Winston to, to form, you know, if he's under less pressure, he's not going to be throwing as many picks. He's only got Colt McCoy as his backup. Who, who, yeah, if ever go down injured, he's going to come in and do all right. But also, he's not going to be. He's not going to be pushing in training camp. Yeah. To take his to take his uh, starting job. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we, a bit of a coup. Uh, yeah, yeah. We wanted to pick up Matt Jude on the edge from uh, performing of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, in fairness, yeah, we, I mean, was it was eleven million got him for eleven million. Top yeah. it now, yeah. Yeah. And so we did really well. I think just helps out that that the books already got. A, Quite a strong defensive uh, offensive line. We lost Shaq Barrett because Shaq Barrett won't take fourteen million per year. Greedy, and he's had one good year. Yeah, and the system showed well allowed him to do that. And I think Matt Judon's a similar player in 
ability and size, and he could do just as well, if not better. He's been eating that yeah, he could do really system, well. Yeah. So with that, we've got both as edges set. We've got as D line, uh, D tackles set to start. So we're not looking great on O on D line. We're looking as good as last year on D line. Running backs as good as last year. Wide receiver is as good as last year so yeah. far. Improved at corner. Linebacker's still good. But now we're going into draft. We know there's no particular area on the offense or the defense uh, that we're particularly worse in. No. But we're as good everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the only place we're a little bit worse is we could do with an edge. And we could. It's Jason Pierre Paul, obviously, not playing next season. And Damak and Sue were too expensive to bring back at D tackle. So that's two two holes to fill, but in all honesty, they're aging. They're probably not going to be that great this season anyway. So we went into draft, and Matt's got all the details about what happened. We tried to go into the first round, and... The, the New England Patriots came knocking on the door. We had the uh, the fifth, the 15th overall pick, was it, or 14th overall pick? I think it's 13th, I'm not 100%. 12th, maybe, 12th. I can't remember, yeah. Something like that. Uh, and what was it on there? No, 14th, yeah. We had the 14th overall pick as the books. Uh, the the Patriots came knocking for it. Uh, offering us their first round pick and also three third round picks. No, they offered us uh, their second round pick. No, they offered us the first and three thirds. Oh, sorry, I apologise. Yeah, no, yeah, for the first and three thirds, and we just bit the hand off because obviously three thirds and a first, and it we were we only dropping like eleven places, wasn't it? Yeah, something like, like that. But we thought it wasn't it was the, nine places. It wasn't, you know, we weren't sort of fishing for anybody. We didn't fancy, you know, we didn't didn't need anybody. Yeah, we're still going to pick up a couple of decent players early doors. So. I mean, a mid round, a mid round pick as well ain't going to get you an elite player, as as daft as it sounds. Then four places. If you if you were really lucky, maybe someone great who you really like could have fallen to you. Yeah. But then the opportunity to add depth, because obviously we've got what we had last year, but we didn't have the depth, the in depth, you know. Um, you need quality depth and if you can produce that quality depth yourself that's good for you so we thought with these mid-round picks they're people who can be rotating to whatever position you need to put them in and if we had to move up at any point we had collateral to do so Absolutely, so that was yeah. thought on it so we, we're moving towards our, uh, our our 23rd overall pick and uh, who comes knocking at the door but the Seattle Seahawks offering us uh, two second round picks a fir- uh, one, one third round pick and a fourth round pick which so. you're not going to turn your nose but that and again we thought to ourselves so we're, we're in 20s at this pick weren't we so we were like right well where are we going to be getting this next pick and it were like mid mid, se- uh, mid second round yeah. pick 45 and then after that we we only had to wait 13 picks and then 5 picks after that so we thought we had a quick look at who we had on board on his big board and basically in the next 30 picks I saw quite a few players who I wouldn't mind taking on so we decided We'll just we'll accept that and we'll just add more draft capital. Yeah, so we finally got around to round two and we finally got around to our first pick, which then as you said was the forty fifth overall and we went for Bradley Anaf for the Edge. Bradley Anai. And and I sorry, uh Ed Rusher from Utah. A ve- I mean a very good senior ball, really good player, quick, strong, you know, he's got good hands. I think he's gonna be a starter straight away. And as I said earlier, Jason Pierre Paul's gone. So this guy ain't got the experience, but he's got that raw ability. So you got Judon and I, who are going to be on either side. Mm-hmm. It's going to add, you know, he's got his depth as well, because we've got the veterans already in. If he can come in and perform quite early on, fantastic. We've got a player straight away. So edge, boom, sorted. We've, yeah. we've got depth and we've got a quality quality player. I think he could go in the first round. Back end of it, but I think mid-second is a fantastic pickup. Bit of a bargain, yeah. Uh, speaking of bargains, a couple of picks later on, uh, the fifth and ninth pick, we've got DeAndre Swift, from the running back from Georgia. It's a guy we looked at last year, wasn't it? Not looked at, but a guy we saw while we were... We were yeah, we weren't even researching We were looking at, we were having a look at uh, Mikko Lardman, who obviously plays for Chiefs, just won a Super Bowl, congratulations to him. Yeah. Uh, we were looking at him and we were looking at a couple of other players from Georgia as well, and he basically just stood, stood out, out as the best player on pitch every time he played. Number seven he played, absolutely fantastic player. Uh, great runner, good speed, great, good in a zone system. Uh, he's also got great hands to receive out the back, which is going to be fantastic for that little bit of a safety valve. And our thoughts on this, obviously, you're thinking, oh, but you're picking a, you know, you're picking a running back quite early, but it's almost end the second round. This, yeah. And this type of quality still being available, you've got to take it. So now we've got his number one running back. the The running back room is sorted. Is you know, it's basically you've got finesse. 
quality. And if he can stay healthy, you know, he's, he's a banging pick. Yeah, and then uh, back the back the bang back end of the second round, we uh, got Jordan Elliott, the off, uh, defensive tackle from Missouri. Again, just shows up that I middle of defensive line. He's a top five at least uh, defensive tackle. And like I said, he's probably going to be a starter. He's the type of guy who can come straight in and start at tackle because I do believe he's better than who we already have there. And you know, the edge is a rookie, tackles a rookie, but. It's quality rookies. You've got a new running back. So, as we said, we already had a team that was as good last year, maybe apart from the D-line. It still might not be as good now, but it's much better and it's much cheaper. So, they're all positives for us to take. Yep, OK, then uh, we got into the third round. Yep. And there's a knock on the door from the, uh, the Denver Broncos. Right, them donkeys. One in our, uh, our 30, uh, 35th, over, uh, 35th pick of the third round. If it is two fourths and a sixth, we already had a like, handful of third round picks, so we thought, yeah, why not? Yeah. So we just went straight for that. Uh, we moved on to uh, the 76, the 76 sorry, overall pick. Went for Brandon Ayuk, yeah. Arizona State wide receiver. Decent pair of wheels on, decent hands. We watched him move a little bit of tape earlier on. It it's an absolute cool. Yeah. This guy's going in first round or very early at second round. He's got some wheels on him, great receiving threat can be a jet sweep problem after catch is absolutely scary this guy you're going to throw him into an offense that consists of mr i'll throw ball anywhere which is obviously the quarterback absolutely mental so he's he's the type of guy who's going to get deep and be an issue you've got mike evans probably a top five receiver in league you've got godwin well most receiving yards in the league until they got injured last season and then you've got um bashar perryman who's played really well under um under Arians and and well, uh, I forgot his name. That quarterback, Winston. Winston. <laughs> so he's got four. I'd say there, you got a definite number one. I could be a number one, and then you've got two number twos in your receiving room. That's probably the best receiving room in the league, next to Chiefs or probably above Chiefs because you got four of them. So with DeAndre Swift in backfield, this offense just got twice as scary, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit further on in the uh, in the round, we we picked up Antonio Winfield, the safety from Minnesota. He had a really good last last season. He had a really good senior season. I don't know, then played really well in the uh, in the playoffs. I well, reckon he's going early in second round. I think he's good enough because he can play slot corner. He's good. He's a really good. Um, he's really good safety. I think he got best safety in country last season. Or he got best. Definitely got best in big, in his own division, yeah. in his own conference. Played really really well. Just like his dad, he's going to be ready for the league. He's going to be prepared. He's an improvement on what they've already got at safety in mind personal opinion so you're going to put him in and um, rotate him in he could be playing slot corner he could be playing safety if he's good enough he's going to get games absolutely um, and then after that it was, it was a case of sort of we, we, we picked up uh, quite a few decent players we've got some guys that are going to start we thought we needed we're going to have some backup now some depth in our offensive and defensive lines so with the uh, the 36th overall pick of the third round we went for a centre called Matt Hennessy from Temple leaves his shoes outside yeah played, uh, played quite a few uh, started quite a few games for Temple so they're not the greatest team, but he does hold up well playing against tough competition. He's, um, like I say, I think it's a three year start, I'm not 100% sure, but he has been, he started quite a lot of games. He's got, um, you know, he's got strong, he's got good hands, and he's just going to be depth. He's not here to start, they've already got a starting centre who's not too bad. Maybe he'll come on and end up taking, um, taking over. The next pick is one of my favourite picks in the fourth round, another really good pick up. Uh, Bryson Hopkins from Purdue. At the beginning of the season, everybody fancied him as the number one tight end in the, in the draft. The whole fight was fantastic. He's still a good tight end. He's, he's only going to be tight end three in this team. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah, Cameron Bray and, and Opke, uh, Howard. Howard. Yeah. So he's going to be number three. So I think another thing they can look at here is if any of these star players need to move on, they've got youth behind them who could step up. Yeah. The next few players aren't that excited. Again, we had a depth, didn't we? Yeah. So I picked Robert Hunt out of Louisiana Lafayette. You know, he's been playing a lot of games for uh, for them. He's a starting tackle, big guy, opportunity to do well. Jonah Jackson got guard out of Ohio State. One of the big reasons why um, Travis Etienne's had a good year. Good blocking guard, you know, good run blocking player. He's kept Justin Fields upright. He's, he's a good player and exactly what they need. He's, he's depth and a potential future starter. Uh, John Brooks... It's the next pick at number 130. So these are all fourth round picks. We've got six fourth round picks. So we've got John Brooks, another bit of depth at linebacker. The next player is 
pick 135 in the draft, Tyler Johnson. Really good hands. Yeah. Very good routes. Pretty quick. Pretty big guy. So that's five wide receivers now who are quality wide receivers. A lot of people have not knocked Tyler Johnson about his attitude. Apparently, it's not easy to get on with. But at the end of the day, you've got that receiving room. If he comes into it, he can either be in it or he's not. It doesn't matter. It could be that depth. It could be booted out of the team. It's not really going to matter. Yeah. Uh, next pick, we've got another guy who lives his shoes outside. Is uh, We've got uh, Harrison Hand, a cornerback from Temple. Again, it's just another, it's another depth pick. We had a, t- a team that's got a lot of safeties now and a little bit scanned at cornerback. We've got Logan Ryan back there to to give them experience, give them that leader. Now it's bringing some guys, like Eddie said, to... Um, We've got young guys coming in. So when you move any of these guys on, you've got young guys to replace them. And if this guy can learn a system, learn from Logan Ryan under a couple of seasons, you, you can't, you know, you're laughing, aren't you? Uh, next pick, pick 140. So we've got 139, 140 after we've had, uh, you know, and we shoes off. We've got Jack Driscoll coming in, uh, offensive tackle. Now, one of the reasons why I like the look of Jack Driscoll is my thoughts were he's playing in Auburn. Auburn's in SEC, it's the best defensive league. He's playing against good defenders in training and in practice and then he's been playing against teams like you know Alabama Oklahoma Mississippi State he's, he's going to be playing against some really good um, he's coming in as pro ready as you can get for an, for an offensive lineman I think yeah yeah and then next up is pick 161 cornerback AJ Green out of Oklahoma State we only picked him because his name's AJ Green uh, to be fair he, <laughs> he played at senior ball and he's, uh, there's a lot to like about him uh, apparently runs his mouth quite a lot but he just keeps going the next player I'm going to let Matt tell you about that will pick uh, round five. We picked up AJ Green. By the way, this guy is potentially going to be picked up at first three rounds. So. Yeah. The next pick was the hundred ninth overall. It was the round six uh, pick number eleven. We've just been watching his tape. A guy called Cole McDonald, quarterback from Hawaii. He looks like the Ultimate Warriors kid. <laughs> He's got an absolute cannon for an arm. We watched him throw some absolute long, just some piss missiles downfield. 40 to 60 yards. Seems to have some good touch as well. Yeah. With his feet. When, when really he, is. Yeah, he took one at the sidelines for about a 40 yards, a rushing touchdown. Uh, knows when to slide. He really nice touch on some balls, like, you know, throwing it from the 10, 15 yard line. Just touch on what? You heard. Lobbing it over defenders and just getting it on where, on where his receivers can catch it. Throwing it in some tight coverage as well. So, I mean, he could be a, a steal in the sixth round if, if he drops that low. I mean, a couple of teams were looking at him, looking at his tape, thinking, meh. And he's playing. He's come out of the um, Mountain West Division, which is only got maybe a couple of duffer teams in it. But he's playing a lot of strong defenses. It's one of better, one of better conferences. Obviously, everybody looks at Big Ten, Big Twelve, and then obviously, yeah, SEC. But this, it's you know, it's not cakewalk. No. Uh, next pick, hundred ninety four, round six is Trevon Hill, edge out of Miami, developmental player. I think eventually he's going to be able to, you know, be on a team. Maybe not start, but he's going to do all right. A lot of people like Trevon Hill before he started. Maybe he could push up, but. He's not really shown that much on a weak Miami team, but there's potential there. That was his last pick. We didn't have any seventh-round picks, but thank God for that. 16 picks. <laughs> we had 16 picks in this draft due to, obviously, two two trades, three trades that we did. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've... On the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. Six picks in fourth round. And, you know, out of these picks, you, I honestly think you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Seven in fourth round, <laughs> I've got seven. All right, <laughs> seven potential starters. Um, that well, not potential starters. I think there will be starters in the league, and then you're gonna have another four or five players who are gonna be decent squad players. Decent squad players, but obviously get a lot of game time. So the strength in depth, every position. I honestly think has got better, other than, fuck maybe defensive line, but there's potential to get better. This is a team that going into next season would be looking really sharp and a team that I'd be worried about playing. Especially yeah. if the coaching can get some of them players up to scratch. So if that, if, if we were the uh, the GM, the joint GMs for the Buccaneers, uh, Buccaneers, that's what you'd be getting, Bucks fans? Yeah, I honestly think as well, if you think about what's been done in what places you've, you've done things. I mean, you, you've built strength on strength. And then you've also still you've built strength on strength. You've had a depth to positions that needed the depth, and you've also you've also filled holes that yeah. are there, but not in a willy nilly way. We haven't just gone, oh, I'm picking him because he's there. Yeah, the opportunities were there. We could have picked up some elite receivers and running backs and tight ends and you know different sorts of players for different sorts of positions that were higher up in the draft order. Like they were cornerback higher rated than like higher up in the the big board than. Bradley and I, 
but we looked and we thought, well, Bradley and I, he's a quality player, he's best edge available, he's you know he's exactly who we need for this time for this position, put him there. Jordan had exactly the same thing, and then like we just seemed to drop on players who yeah. were just perfect for positions, and obviously that's not going to happen in in draft potentially, but <clears throat> I just think what we've done is a, is what exactly what you need to do in that position is obviously don't let anything get too much worse and anything that does you, you can't fix through you know agency do it through draft yeah I think uh, if I'm a, a Buccaneers fan I'd be quite happy with that yeah. we've done some nice business free agency picked some nice draft picks up with some really some good value draft picks as well okay and the next thing we uh, went with uh, the, our GM shuffle was uh, unsurprisingly the uh, Minnesota Vikings we uh, got the knife out and we cut quite a few players. Uh, we cut Xavier Rhodes, Pat Elfline, Jake Browning, uh, Riley Reef, and then Chad Beebe, Tony Brooks James, and is that it? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. We cut a lot of those guys. Um, we restructured Diggs, Thielen, Barr, Griffin, Hunter, and Joseph because to just free up some cat room because we, we were struggling. <laughs> Uh, and then we signed. Did we sign the guard from the Patriots? We also signed. We signed David Morgan, yeah. Rashard Hill, Brett Jones, J. Ron Case, uh, Anthony Harris, Dan Bailey, Mackenzie Alexander, Stephen Weatherly. Um, all these people were obviously out of contract, so it's not like a straight up. Or uh, um, you know, we've restructured them. These are people who were leaving. We've offered them new contracts, and obviously we've we've got some real bargains. But we've we've obviously replaced every one of these players that we're gonna uh, we've not replaced. We've obviously made sure that every one of these players has stayed, which has been good for us. Yeah, and then your free agents we picked up. Uh, Go on, see if you can say it. I can't say that name. Halepo with Olivaitai, uh, offensive tackle uh, from Eagles. He was their backup tackle, but he's had a lot of game time. And the reason I'm picking him up is you're gonna get a full season out of him. It's not gonna be any worse than Riley Reef, and we've got a few years. It's quite cheap considering it's a tackle and there's a the draft is going to be coming up so if we can we will if we can't we've got someone there and also then, snaffle joe, joe funny from the <coughs> uh, the period second offensive guard just again to give us a bit of depth from that offensive line because it's something we struggled with last season and because we've got uh, yeah basically replaced we've got elf line so it's replaced reef and uh elf line with thuni and alipo We've also kept brent we've got brent jones back and um, basically i think he's a better backup for bradbury than Elfline would have been and he's also probably able to play guard better than Elfline could personally I don't think Elfline were anywhere near as good as he was in his first year and he's just declined yeah he played I think he played really well as, as a centre as a rookie moved to guard and he just you know, vanished off the, off the he was terrible in the second year though yeah at centre I just think he's like having a revolving door at left guard wasn't it it is but I think Joe Thune is probably the pick up of the, the, the off season really good pick up but we've kept talent where I actually thought we needed to keep talent so yeah we managed to, re- managed to restructure some talent as well, so we again saved a bit of money and kept some players that we that we need to keep. Uh, and we moved on to the draft. Yeah, the first thing that happened before the draft started was the Bengals came to us and they said, "We want your first round pick. Uh, for your first round pick, we'll give you uh, first pick in the second, first pick in the third. So basically, we dropped like seven picks and then pick up another pick really early in the third round. My point of view on that is the value for a first pick in the second round is the same value as a first round pick. And then the first pick in the third round is the same value as the second round pick. So we basically got a first and a, about a first and a second for a first, which were late. So we yeah. accepted it. And I thought, well, let's crack on. Okay, the first guy I picked up then was in, uh, in round two with a, with a uh, first overall pick in round two. There's a cornerback called uh, Jeff Glanny at TCU. Uh, yeah, which is a position we need to, to strengthen because obviously we, we cut roads. Uh, it's just basically a guy to replace him. Yeah, I mean, Rhodes has been poor for the last few seasons. Gladney's going to be coming in. He's, he's not a massive corner. He's going to fit into this Holton Hill, Mike Hughes sort of style. We've obviously we kept Mackenzie Alexander, so that's a slot covered. We've kept Anthony Harris, so we've got Harrison Smith, re-signed J. Ron Curse. So safety is a position that we don't need to really address. The water, Xavier McKinney, what available, but he's he can do both, but he's not great at either. He's just pretty good at both. And then we also have... At cornerback, yeah, we lost Trey Waynes, yeah, we lost Xavier Rhodes, but like I said, we've kept who we felt like we needed to keep at corner, and getting this guy has basically just resulted in, I think, an improve, definitely an improvement on Rhodes, and it could be an improvement on Mike Hughes if he doesn't pick his game up next season. 
I mean, the one knock on those we've got speedy guys at Conor Rail now than a, rather than having a thumper in there. Yeah, but we do have two quality safeties, safeties. in there. Yeah, and Mitchell. also, you know, the the league now is not really. It's going to be a passing league next season because Chiefs have done well. You're going to need people who are going to be able to cover and they're going to be able to break passes up and you know intercept passes. I think tackling is important, but it's not going to be that important. No. So we went on to this next pick in the second round, pick 58, where our original second round pick. Uh, we went defensive tackle because, again, we re-signed Linval Joseph. We do still have Shamar Stephan. We do still have Jaleel Johnson. We do still have Odin Igbo who can play inside. But we picked up Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. He's very, he's very quick off the mark. He's a good three-tech. He can play a couple of positions on defensive line. You know, and the different you know, different techniques you can you know you can do. He's not as big as Linval Joseph, but he's a perfect complement to him just to his speed. I think he'd be a good replacement for our Sheldon, which has played. He's also good against the run. He's probably the best defensive player, maybe apart from Kenneth Murray for Oklahoma last season. Had a really good year, and to get Jeff Gladney and Neville Gallimore, who you could see Vikings taking it first round either or I think it's great to pick those two up and then we slowly roll on to pick number one in round three and just to, just to say about uh, Gallimore again it's, uh, as I said before you know if you're playing for Oklahoma or any team in that sort of, in that division you're playing against the best offensive lines and the best defensive lines it's it's the best SEC they play in uh, Big 12 I think yeah so again he's going to be Big, tw- Big 12 is, is probably the second best but what you will be doing is you'll be playing postseason against the best teams that's exactly so he's going to be playing some good, again it's another team that's going to be another player's going to be almost pro ready yeah sorry go on uh, next up Cameron Dantzler had a really good season he's really shown up back end of the year uh, he's a big strong corner he's from Mississippi State he's probably going to go a, a lot earlier than this real draft but it's a good pick up and he plays in Mississippi State which is in uh, the SEC and although we do go on about how good the uh, the SEC is for defensive talent, wide receiver talents are always very high mm. in SEC. You've got to look at the likes of Henry Ruggs, uh, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, all first round talents. Uh, you know they all play for Alabama, funnily enough. But then Mississippi State last season, uh, not not Ole Miss, sorry, last season. Obviously you had uh, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, players like that. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this division, and he's obviously covered quite a lot of them. They usually have a pretty rough schedule in Mississippi State, and it's a very good defensive, uh, you know, very good defensive team. I think he'd be the one big corner that we mentioned earlier. We don't have the biggest corner. Yeah. He's the type of guy he could bring in for playing the likes of Julio Jones, you know, big guys like that. So that is the one worry you would have, because otherwise, them guys are going to be able to drop in a safety and a corner to cover them. Okay, uh, next pick then, uh, Slim round three, pick 25, 89th overall was an edge rusher called. Uh, uh, one. I always put the odd names. Afene uh, Jennings from Alabama. Not yep. close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, uh, it adds depth for that. The, the ed, our edge. We've obviously, we've still got, we've still got um, every one of them. Every one so of we've them. We've got Odin Igbo who can play inside and outside. We've got Stephen Weatherly who was, he's, he had a full season pretty much when Everson Griffin went mental. We've got Everson Griffin, we've got Daniel Hunter. And now we've added this kid to it as well. Yeah, and this so, guy's played at Alabama, as you said, so. There we go. Quality pickup. Yeah. Um, it's the type of person who's you know going to have a good coaching. He's going to be aware of what he's going to be wanting to do. It's going to be probably a, a good idea. Of what's you know what's what and what his jobs are. So he might not be a world beater, but he's going to be a good depth player. And obviously, if Mike if Mike Zimmer can create to create a monster like he was in aren't they? You never know. So the world's his lobster. Right, okay, uh, round, still, in round, still in round three. It's not quite as bad as the uh, the Buccaneers. We're getting there. Uh, yeah, uh, ninth pick overall, pick 26 in round three. We're going with linebacker uh, Troy Dye from Oregon. We watched a little bit of his tape earlier on. Uh, he's a ball hawk, strong as an ox. The very slight player. He's got a thin leg. Flies round, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, he's almost like watching a safety play linebacker, if that makes any sense. He reminds me a little bit of Eric Kendricks, but a smaller version of Eric Kendricks. Yeah, he's not as broad. He's not as... He's not a stack, but he, a fast, and he was making some strong ass tackles. The guys run into him. He's a bit him. like um, Quan Alexander. Obviously, not many glass. What's yeah. The difference? I mean, guys run into him, they didn't get much further than running into him. No, and there were some big fellas. Uh, next up, pick uh, round four, pick 129. We drop on KGL out of Ohio State. Very good wide receiver, in my personal opinion. I think he's very similar to the likes of Thielen and Diggs, which is what we do type of need. He can go deep, he can go slot. You know, they're all, you know, all versatile. And he could be a good compliment to them both. He's a better wide receiver three than Olavisi Johnson, Chad Beebe would have been, or any of us other wide receivers. He's not that ridiculous deep threat that you need, 
but he is probably the best available. Well, he was the best wide receiver available. I was hoping Brandon Ayuk were going to be hanging about, but unfortunately, he wasn't there. Uh, so next up, pick 138, still in round four, Antonio Gibson from Memphis. I wasn't sold on him at first, and then we had a quick gander at what was going on, and he's explosive, he's quick, and he can. he's played receiver and he's played running back, and he can do either. And with the league how it is now, you need a guy like that who can do receiving and who can play running back. You can play him at different positions. That's pretty much you know the type of guy you need. And obviously, with running back room we've already got, we don't exactly need a running back. But with a guy like this is a good compliment, it? isn't he? Yeah. Uh, next, the next pick we had, we didn't have anything in round five. We went straight to round six, 26 overall pick. Uh, two, uh, sorry, 26 pick in the in round six, 205 overall. Was the uh, more offensive tackle Alex Taylor from South Carolina State, big strong guy adds adds again depth to that offensive line, which is what we needed. Exactly what you needed. Exactly. It's what everyone's doing, you know. So everyone. And these small school tackles tend to do well at leagues to get a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, Then we got J R Reed from Georgia, pick two hundred nineteen overall, seventh round, pick five because we get four picks in round. Five, eh, round seven, sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's like we are actually Rick Spielman, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but these were already there, so it was Rick Spielman. Yeah. yeah. So, next pick, two hundred thirty-nine. Uh, this guy's called Cart Coughlin, plays for Minnesota uh, already. The the university. Uh, he's a big, he's a big defensive end, big strong guy. He's more of a run blocking type of guy than a edge rusher, sure. but he does play pretty well when he does play. I think he's the type of guy you can play him in a couple of different positions. He's basically going to be practice squad, squad depth, unless. You know they can, it can improve on the, under Zim. So next pick were you, Matt? Yeah, uh, it was the 253rd overall, round seven, pick thirty nine, quarterback Cahill Tate from uh from Arizona State. Uh, yeah, again another decent arm on him. We watched a little bit of tape uh as we were going yeah, through stuff later on. Yeah, quick on his feet, good footwork. He can take a hit. Um, putting back to call call McDonald, McDonald, McDonald. He held the ball in the pocket and. Took a few licks, and just got up like he like he were Undertaker, um, but yeah no um, Kilter again strong arm good touch, nothing to worry about and it could be a decent pick up round seven could could potentially be pushing for the uh, backup quarterback job, uh, over Sean Mannion, Sean Onion yeah yeah and then last pick two pick two hundred fifty four fortieth pick in seventh round, uh, offensive tackle Tyre Phillips I mean I'm assuming it's Tyree but it's spelt Tyre Phillips so basically he's got wheels. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, again, Mississippi State player, been playing SEC. Is even if he's been a backup, he's been playing against defensive ends from that team itself. Is gonna have had a few licks. He's gonna have been, you know, playing against some really good players. He's gonna come in. You're gonna get a look at him. These play, these type of players in round seven, players are gonna look at him and go, "Am I keeping him or am I getting rid of him?" And it's up to you. But basically, with this draft, what we've done is we saw last season as offense were performing fine. We do need. Offensive lineman, we were aware of that. We picked up a couple late on, but we did manage to get Joe Thune in. We did manage to keep Rashad Hill. Um, obviously, we're gonna have to start Rashad Hill in the uh, in you know league with uh, left tackle. But I thought when he came in, I thought he was better than Mario Reef. Yeah, my honest opinion is that he will play playing better. The left side of left side of Vikings offensive line was is probably the weak point. Yeah, last season. So, I mean, Alex Taylor, like I said. There's a chance he could come in and then but again, he's a six round pick. Oli Udo played fantastic against Bears. Yeah. There's hope there. Yeah. My, like my boy Oli. Yeah, and like I say, Klein and Thune could be a decent, you know, tandem at guard. So the guard and one of the tackle spots are gonna be absolutely fine. I do think eventually they're gonna to have to move Klein's Mr. O'Neill to left. Yeah. And then obviously Rashad to right that might work better because has played a lot of right tackle but the one good thing is I think there's improvement at corner now I think Dancer and Gladney are going to be an, imp- an up- upgrade I think adding Neville Gallimore is an upgrade there's depth uh, every position on the defence now because of the fact that we drafted heavily on defence because the defence like I said last season was the weakness of the team wasn't that weak but it wasn't on the level we used to seeing so by doing what we've done we've created opportunity to improve defence and give the offence as much opportunity as they normally get to move on but there's not been the opportunity to get a really good tackle no which is the only negative that we have 
which would have been nice but like I say we, 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 we traded back a little bit to try and get some more draft, draft capital and I think we did alright with the circumstances that were, were presented to us well I mean if we weigh it up now and have a look at who we could have got uh, offensive tackle who's you know a starter straight away you've got Andrew Thomas who went pick 7 Jedrick Wills went pick 10 uh, then you've you know then you've got uh, pick 9 sorry and then you've got Tristan Worth pick 10 Josh Jones pick 15 so the four uh, you know I'd go with the four best tackles went then Mackay Beckton went at 23 also before us so do you know what I mean like every every mm. pick of a an elite tackle who's going to come in and be a starter were gone before we had our picks anyway. Yeah. The only person we had a slight opportunity to get was Austin Jackson, and in my personal opinion, he ain't that great. Like, I mean, the only way that we could go around is by maybe trading forward. Yeah. But moving back up, but yeah. like you say, you're gonna not be able to re reinvest in your defense or your offense if you're wasting draft picks like that. And yeah, maybe we could have gone and got one of these, but in my personal opinion, I'd rather take Rashad Hill who's got experience yep. playing that position, yep. drop him in. And if Ollie Udo there as a backup, who played well when he played against Bears. And Bears aren't an easy defence to play against. Not at all, Christ, no. So, there is that. But, like I say, there's there's not much else we could have done. They want a position where we could have gone, right, we'll take this tackle, we'll take this tackle, because the tackles weren't there. <laughs> Simple as. Yeah. So, defence is hopefully there for next season. Uh, we picked up, we've, we have improved the O-line. To an extent. Yeah. But we didn't get rid of Riley Reef. <laughs> but to get rid of I mean, we've got nine million left in cap and if it did give you the opportunity now to go get another tackle, I'm quite confident we could get Jack Conklin for nine million. From uh, t- from Titans. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah. So you can yeah. imagine we've got Jack Conklin Conklin if you like. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, imagine that. But yeah, that's yeah. that's as Vikings fixed to an extent. For another season. Yeah. It's like putting a band-aid on a chainsaw in, isn't it? It is. Get, we'll get them to the championship game this time to lose. <laughs> Anything else you want to tack on the end there, old boy? Uh, just basically, guys, um, obviously, if you enjoyed this segment, let us know. And if you want us to you know, discuss your team next, let us know. We will probably dig a bit deeper into some of these players later on. But this is just something that's, you know, it'll be fun to listen to. It'll be fun to have your feedback. So get to us on. All right, yes. The email address... It's uh, Eddie and Matt OKTC at gmail.com or you can give us a shout on Twitter at Eddie underscore Matt OKTC. Uh, just like to thank uh, the OTC community that joined us to watch Super Bowl, the uh, the Carlton Pub uh, cracking set, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, if you watch the, the video, I'm punching somebody in the face, isn't it? So yeah, if you've if you got the Carlton Pub uh, Facebook page, you'll see, uh, you'll see us there. Eddie having a swing at somebody after through the video. Well, to be fair, he shouldn't been breathing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you, again, if you like what you've heard, you know what to do, and give us a, a, a rate, like, and review, share it with your friends. If not, this has been the Richard Sherman's Fireproof Podcast. Um, <laughs> again, contest on the details, give you a lot, and we'll see you next week. Bye, the bye bye. Toodle pip.